0: If these balls could talk, they would walk along the bases and into the fields. If these balls could talk with Mark and John.
1: Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk, where each of us brings forth five topics to discuss and the other has no idea what those topics are. My name is Mark Pesci, and with me always is my number one bro, who's always ready to go, John Campania.
2: What's going on, John? Hey, Mark. What's going on, man? Is there going to be like one where you just don't have a good rhyme anymore after you rhyme for weeks and weeks? Different rhyme every week. All right. I love it.
1: Different rhyme every week. Luckily, there's like 80,000 million ways to say the word guy or bro or pal or whatever. Just don't say ho. Just don't (laughs) don't say say ho. ho. I almost said ho. I almost said my number one ho. Hey, I mean, it's happened. (laughs) I thought
0: the hoe was going to be the rhyme. (laughs) How was your week, Mark?
1: Week's been good. Week's been quick. Very busy. I spent last weekend with a crazy
2: Italian family in a small house. I made a lot of decisions. Yeah, very nice. It was okay.
1: Also with us is a voice you've heard on other episodes, but this is the first time we are actually going to introduce him. Uh, Pete Steffen, our producer. How are you doing, Pete?
0: Hello. I think you guys did briefly introduce me in the first episode, but... It feels like forever ago.
1: Well, we're finally gonna actually formally introduce you, Pete, for the first time.
0: Yay! I'm excited. Happy to uh, be part of the show. We're not
1: gonna do the job interview. Uh, That's okay. We're we're all full of nepotism on this show, so (laughs) I think he automatically got in.
0: (laughs) I'll call HR. Technically, my wife still outranks me on the podcast staff, so it's fine. She does. That is true.
1: As a reminder, we have a holiday contest going on that ends on Thursday, December fifteenth, and that's when we record our next episode. You have a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. Now, there are three different ways to participate. You can rate us on Facebook or anywhere you get your podcast. You can like, share, or comment on any of our social media posts. And then finally, you can DM us a keyword that we'll offer at the end of this podcast. Okay, done with old business. Let's get to new business. Well, most of you know we primarily talk about sports topics. This time we are going to have a special movies edition. And with us today is our special guest. Doug Faze. Welcome to the podcast, Doug. Hello, guys. Glad to be here. So let's get to know our friend Doug, or more
0: specifically, Pete's cousin, Doug. Bum, bum, bum. Nepotism is strong in this podcast. Nepotism is so (laughs) strong in this episode. (laughs) Now,
1: Doug, you and Pete grew up together in the Buffalo, New York area, and you lived your best 80s life along with both of your brothers, respectively. Now, the entire time we've known Pete, we've heard stories about the cousins' adventures. So, Doug, it's time to spill the tea. What is your favorite Pete childhood story?
3: So, I think the the best time was the epic Six Cousins sleepover, where we pretty much stayed up all night recording audio on our tape recorders and playing it back at high speed, because that's what you did in the uh, 80s and 90s. Those are amazing. I don't know if it was the same sleepover or not, but the next one of them, the next day we had the epic mud bowl football game.
0: Oh, that was amazing.
3: Football for like three or four hours in my backyard and we were just completely covered in mud. And and one thing I remember afterwards, my mom came out and just hosed us down.
0: Yeah. It was all the
3: parents were coming to get us.
0: (laughs) It was like 45 degrees and raining and muddy. And we were like shirtless caked in freezing cold you guys mud get in either. line
2: to get hosed off by our <laughs> i think so yeah I love that. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i've heard of this mud bowl yeah
3: yeah it was
0: yeah, it was pretty it. epic
3: yeah that was yeah. epic the other thing we love to do and, I don't, and now being a dad with with kids i don't know what was wrong with us but we would play hide and go seek in the basement in the pitch black and i uh, always led to something falling or breaking and pete had a bloody nose after one of the events
0: i did so. well that was that was literally a game where like we would turn all the lights off get into our sleeping bags and then just try to maul the crap out of each other but we put the sleeping bags on upside down yep. so you really couldn't see what you were doing right <laughs> it was a free-for-all but you already got my eye jammed safe. by an antenna during one of those too. <laughs> somehow we're all alive
3: and we survived and we're better humans because of it
0: i i would think so yes
1: it wasn't that the best part of our childhood the fact that we all did just stupid stuff but we're all alive to tell the the tale and that's kind of one thing i think that today's kids don't get enough of is just doing stupid stuff and
0: because they're mm. well, for
1: the most part they're going to be alive to tell the tale. to be honest they're right? smart they still yeah. do
2: stupid stuff that's true
0: Yeah, it's just different stupid stuff right.
2: So that actually brings us to our next Doug question, Doug. Like, so I've said before on the podcast, but you obviously know that I have a 10-year-old. And so an interesting thing about Doug and I is that our daughters were born on the same exact day. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I remember being in the hospital um, with my wife, and I, I texted Pete, Hey, you know, we're having a baby. And he's like, Wow, Doug's having a baby too. That's crazy. <laughs> so Pete had double baby countdown that day. And so while we live kind of far away, you're in Buffalo, we're in Albany, and the girls don't
3: really hang out. It is kind of cool that they're birthday twins. So Doug, what's your favorite part of being a dad? So I, I mean, it's definitely a life changer. Your life goes from the only thing that matters was was you to the only thing that matters is your child. And that's it. And as they're growing, I've got a 10-year-old and a seven-year-old just watching their personalities grow and, and just evolve has been fascinating and you can see parts of yourself and your your spouse in them kind of coming out. And that's actually one of the bad things is my wife loves to make fun of me because I get constantly just annoyed with my daughter about things. And my wife would be like, you know, you do those same things to me and you annoy <laughs> me the same way so you're just you're just alike you you guys are deserve each other <laughs> that's awesome does, does she want to grow up too fast jamie's 10
2: but she wants to be 13 really she wants to be 16 right she's just so precocious right now my my niece is right now touring colleges if that makes oh you feel God.
1: old right that's now that's gross Jeez, don't even talk old. about that <laughs> I still, I still have a picture of her when she was three years old and, and it's like the cutest picture I've ever seen. And I look at it and it's like, you're not that old anymore. Nope. No. You know, Uh, I I
3: love when Facebook or Google or whatever image service you've got pictures saved to loves to throw up, Oh, seven years ago, this is what was happening today. And it's, you know, like, Oh, they were so little (laughs) (laughs) the feelings. Oh, All right. Man.
1: Our next Doug question. A few weeks ago, Buffalo went through a pretty massive snowstorm totaling in some areas as much as 80 inches. Now we have some pretty impressive pictures of you, Doug, uh, more than halfway covered in snow. And you are definitely not a small man. In fact, Doug, how how tall are you?
3: I am uh six five. There you go.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about how you guys weather the storm?
3: So one, one thing I'd like to say is we measure our snow in, quarterbacks so we had one Josh Allen of snow and uh the only way you know it's it's one inch at a time and lots of beer and after the snowstorm you call the insurance company to uh get prices on fixing the gutters that fall off in your house
2: I saw a picture from a Buffalo newscast there was like the snow measured in football players and it was over Devin Singletary's head Yeah. yeah which
3: I think is amazing right which it never actually got that high but their measuring methods must be You know, as it's falling, because, it, you know, as the snow falls, it it compresses and you really don't have 78 inches of snow. But, you know, still four feet of snow in the yard is a lot. I thought I was going to get stuck in my yard. That's how high it was trying to walk around.
1: I still I love the story. I saw that Josh Allen's neighbors
0: had to help dig him out, (laughs) too, so he could make the game. Oh, like the entire team had to be dug out Mm. to just to get to Detroit. Uh, that, That was insane. Doesn't he
2: live by your parents' house?
0: Yeah, he does, and your dog is right down the street from me. Well, I know your yeah. uh,
2: dog and your parents live mm-hmm. in a similar spot. That's where yeah. I'm at for the.
0: Yeah, it's right in that neighborhood. Yeah, that's cool.
1: But to me, that seems like a very Buffalo thing. Like, regardless if he was the Buffalo Bills quarterback, I th- feel like oh, yeah. everyone in
0: Buffalo would do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, there's a guy. Players that, that nope. live near me. Bruce Smith used to live in. There's like a development off of McKinley, this like fenced community that has all these really nice houses, like just past Newton. Mm. Bruce Smith had a house there for a while. I think we need to, I just thought of a great drinking game. Every time we mention a Buffalo
2: Bill, you have to take a drink. I think the listeners need I'll to do play that. the Buffalo Bills drinking game. Maybe if one of you could write the rules, I'll put it on the website <laughs> and it would be amazing. We'll totally play. All right. Let's say we get started. Gentlemen, are you ready? Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. It is I, the first topic.
1: So, big news just came out. The Congressional Oversight Committee just completed its 14 month investigation of Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders with a 79-page report, which concluded that Snyder permitted and participated in the team's long-time toxic work culture and obstructed the congressional inquiry by dodging a subpoena, working to dissuade and intimidate witnesses from cooperating, and claiming more than a hundred times in testimony that he could not recall answers to basic questions. This report also found fault with the NFL bearing an investigation led by Beth Wilkinson, offering Snyder to pay $10 million fine, offering him to say he could give it a charity, thus making it tax deductible, and just turning a blind eye in general to what was going on. So John, what are your thoughts on Daniel Snyder and have your thoughts on the NFL changed at all?
2: So we just talked about this last week or the week before. I think it's just... The first of many, I think Daniel Snyder acts like most of the other owners. He doesn't think that the rules apply to him. I mean, it's clear from the way he runs his organization to the way that he's paying off Senate members, right? And investigators, the way that he just doesn't think that it matters. And of course it does. The sexual misconduct by all the executives. I mean, all that stuff starts at the top, right? You set the environment in which your organization runs. And if it runs sketchy, then it continues sketchy. I'm actually really impressed with how the commanders look this year. And a season marred by that, investigation started by brian robinson jr getting shot and not being able to play for the first six games really you know it continues that same voice of like what's going on there and to take two years to name your team it's just a continuation of bad management and i think at the end of the day a football team is a business and if your business is managed poorly then it's going to show. And Daniel
1: Snyder's punishment, for the most part, is probably going to be forcing to sell the team, although we haven't seen really any movement as to if that is going to happen. I mean, the Snyders have actually hired a uh, a bank to to take into consideration what would happen if they sell the team. But there's no, there's no real movement in the Snyder's actually – physically putting it up for sale and whatever like that and if he did you know his punishment will probably
2: be oh well here's a seven billion dollar sale so you know <laughs> Snyder and Roger Goodell and all of the other owners and, and NFL executives they all go to the same golf club right they all know the same people and it's happening everywhere it's just it is investigated and proven now in Washington which is probably honestly a slippery slope it's going to happen a lot more and Roger Goodell
1: is is his name is not really being dragged in the mud just like Daniel Snyder's is, but this report came out saying that the NFL certainly had a hand in this as well. Like they knew what was going on and they just decided not to do anything about it.
0: weren't there a bunch of owners like trying to force Snyder to sell at one point? What what happened to that? The Colts owner Jim Irsay did write a letter and he publicly said that Snyder
1: should sell, but that has as as far as it's gone. We'll see. I don't know. Doug, Doug do you yeah. have any thoughts on this?
3: Um, no. He should sell. Jeff Bezos should buy the team and it should be the Washington Primes. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Washington Primes. Will they like do deliveries in the offseason? Of course. That's amazing. I love this idea.
1: Yeah. You got to do something during the offseason, right? That's right. That would that'd be amazing if I had like a 300 pound nose tackle sign uh, show up in my
2: front door with my Amazon package. Here's your <laughs> package. So, guys, a couple yeah. of, Like no, almost last year now, a friend and I, we walked into our local Blaze Pizza, not a sponsor, and um, (laughs) there were all these giant men that just showed up. And I'm like, what's going on? And I had mentioned the Albany Empire before, but it was the Albany Empire there for lunch. And professional football players are much bigger than me, I just want to say.
0: Did you get to meet Tom Grady?
2: I didn't see Tom Grady, but I didn't know about him then.
1: There was one time, John, I don't know if you remember this or not. I was staying at a, a hotel in the Albany area, and the Harlem Globetrotters were at the same hotel. That's awesome. Wow. I didn't get to meet any of them either, but I saw the bus. You're like, <laughs> I know that bus. I know that was bus. the music playing outside the bus uh, in my head the entire time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now, now it's in everyone else's
2: head. <laughs> it is. I hope we don't have to pay for that.
0: Not a
1: sponsor.
2: No, oh,
3: it's, it's less than 15 seconds.
2: <laughs> right, I'm still glad
3: you're here. Next topic.
2: So one more sports topic for you guys on our special movie episode. It finally happened, everyone. On Wednesday, Aaron Judge agreed to terms with the New York Yankees for nine years and $360 million. At 30 years old, Judge's deal makes him the highest paid position player in Major League history. the shatters Mike Trout's previous record of $35.5 million. Uh, the deal itself two years longer and worth $146.5 million more than the original deal that the Yankees offered Aaron Judge in the preseason before his home run record breaking offensively incredible year. So Mark, is this deal gonna be worthwhile for the Yankees and for Aaron Judge?
1: You know, I really thought that he was going to go back to the Giants and I knew the Yankees were going to throw so much money at him that I didn't think it was going to matter though. I thought he, the Giants would also throw a lot of money at him. And so he would play for his hometown team, but clearly that was wrong. And I mean, the Yankees got awful amounts of, of money. And this has a lot of comparison to the contract that Albert Pujols got for the, from the Angels. So he will be 39 at the end of this contract. What what was the average again? What was it?
2: Was it 40 million?
0: 40 million. Yeah. Four, nine 80, years, 360 million. It's nine and 360. Yeah,
2: it's 40 per huge year. It's of, wow. much bigger than anything else that offer. that's ever been offered. And that's my concern as a Yankee fan. I look at Aaron judge and this season, while wow, earth shattering the best offensive season I have ever seen live. Right. It's the first season he's played 90% of the games. Right? It's a contract year. year. They always seem to form well in and contract year, don't they? Sure, maybe four years. But once Aaron Judge crosses 35, a big man who's not that quick, how well does he play? And sure, they'll switch him to DH, but then is he worth $40 million?
1: Obviously, he's not going to be worth that much when he's 39, I shouldn't say obvious, you know, he might be the next Tom Brady and be able to overperform everyone at the age of 45, like Tom Brady kind of is right now. And get divorced. And get divorced. (laughs) But more than likely, he's not going to be, he's not going to be close to 62 home runs again, but he could win them a championship. So if he like, what, what is the, the number of championships that would justify this contract? You think, is it two
2: I think it's the best move for Aaron Judge because I think this move makes him a career Yankee and as long as he wins one now he's Aaron Judge the Yankee who won a world series. Now he does still have to win one two or four but it it gets him closer to that baseball royalty that I think all the really great players want to be. One one
1: thing worth noting is that no one that has gotten these ginormous contracts has brought home a championship. You, you look at Pujols, you look at Bryce Harper, there has not been any team with a, uh, an athlete that takes up an overwhelming majority
2: of a team salary and has won a championship in baseball. I mean, baseball is in basketball. Baseball is one of the most team of team sports. You need everybody to perform. You need your pitchers to perform. You need your middle lineup guys to perform. I mean, you just need everybody to be there. Or you're not going to win. And I mean, the Yankees over the last, what was it? The last 10 years have been an example for that. You have the Steinbrenner boys trying to just win with brute force. And it doesn't work. I am I am a career Yankee fan, right? And it doesn't work. And it never happens. By the way, I'm also very upset that the Padres stole Xander
1: Bogarts away from the Red Sox. Although, So his contract is 11 years, $300 million. Not, not quite Aaron Judge money, but it's still pretty good. And for whatever reason, the Padres now, this is their third shortstop that they've overpaid. <laughs> uh, and I, I, uh, I think I heard that Tatis is now going to go to outfield so Xander can play shortstop. The Padres now have three players that they have spent – more than a quarter of a billion dollars on Did and are they going to win this uh,
2: hmm. this uh sports reporter john Heyman, who uh tried to tweet first and tweeted that aaron judge was going to the uh the giants and he wasn't right right because he's not and he he also called him arson judge so i think uh, he's losing, arson, he, arson he, judge. he's losing it being a sports reporter
0: yeah. i was looking actually a judge's contract is per year the most money of all time for a baseball player
1: for a position player. I heard
0: Uh looks like the only two that made more money was Mookie belts, Mookie, Mookie Bet. Sorry, uh, three sixty five million <laughs> over. Yeah, years. I know that. I think yes. I'm keeping that. Pete. Mookie, no, Mookie but... belts
1: fa- famous, famous teammate <laughs> of arson judge. This shows you how little I maker.
0: know of baseball. I'm sorry. Next topic it is.
1: So there have been a total of eight Superman movies and spoiler alert, a cameo in the recent Black Adam movie and potentially another Henry Cavill appearance in a Black Adam sequel. Altogether, including Cavill, there have been 10 actors that have portrayed a real life Superman, and this is according to multiple websites. So John, who would you say is your favorite
2: Superman? I like the Henry Cavill Superman a lot. I really didn't, even though the Christopher Reeves one is the one that we all grew up with, I didn't care for those movies all that much. And to be honest though, dc hasn't made a really good superhero movie in a really long time um man of steel was bad batman versus superman was bad justice league was bad shazam Um, was good shazam was very good that's true that's not superman though
3: (laughs) but it's dc (laughs) yeah
2: i like shazam a lot and you know why i like shazam because they didn't try to make it dark or gritty or make it nice I think that's a real, they just keep tripping over it, man. Even Black Adam, they were doing so well in all these other movies. Black Adam, super dark, super gritty. Couldn't finish the most recent Batman movie. Still haven't finished it because I just don't care.
3: Yeah, like all the brooding.
2: So much brooding. (laughs) And now Ben Affleck is Batman again. Like, guys, just make a decision. And what's crazy about the DCEU right now is, They just keep hiring different people to run it. I just saw James Gunn is co-president of the Mm DCU, And sure, Peacemaker is the best thing they've done probably since the beginning, right? Agree, totally agree. Top to bottom, Peacemaker was great. Top to bottom, Suicide Squad 2 was great. And that's all because of James Gunn, right? Mm -hmm. James Gunn got fired from Marvel for a minute and needed a job and came over to Warner and was like, hey, can I make these movies the way I want? And he's like, yeah, of course you can. And they win, right? They're great. But you have this dichotomy in the DCEU right now where they have James Gunn, but also The Rock. I think they're still a little lost. What do you guys think? You didn't answer the question. <laughs> oh, great my favorite experience.
1: Superman. Oh, yeah. Go I'm sorry. There, you John did. You kind of You said you did say Henry Cavill. I'm sorry. Like you Cavill.
0: Did. It's, it's got to be Christopher Reeve for me. Like those, those old school Superman movies. I, I know you, John, you said you weren't crazy about them, But those are some of my favorites like especially that first one i just feel like it's this magnum opus and like the cinematography is incredible it just it seemed way ahead of its time
3: you also you would run around in the house in your superman pajamas well yeah all the time of course and I those did. movies would be on 24 7 every time can you over.
2: explain the physics to me of spinning the earth backwards and rewinding time i just just I'm really curious just just go with it because he's superman superman it's it's, it's aliens but, hey. but why did time go backwards? Spoiler alert. In the spoiler three, alert. Super, <laughs> superman movie. Yeah. Well, we're, gonna alert movie we're gonna like spoiler alert a movie that's spinning the worth backwards. We're gonna spoiler alert a movie that's 40 years old. Hey, listen, man. I'm just doing my duty as a as a media host.
0: Hey, Marlon Brando was in that movie.
2: Marlon like Brando hot, was in that for like
0: movie. a hot minute. Gene Hackman,
2: Margo Carey. Remember the Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor? God, that movie was awful.
1: You know what? I I didn't mind Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I really Mm. didn't. When I don't like Jesse Eisenberg in general, but
3: for whatever. So many awful movies. Yeah, so many awful movies.
0: What about you, Doug? What was your favorite Superman movie so far?
3: Uh, Christopher Reeve. And then second movie, Henry Cavill.
0: Is that um, CG mustache removed Henry Cavill or just regular
3: oh, Henry? Yeah, that CG mustache was that was bad. They should have just left it in.
2: <laughs> I think so.
3: I think it would have been less distracting. I mean, I'm
2: excited that Henry Cavill believes in a project enough, even though he hated being on The Witcher at the end, that he left The Witcher for. So mm-hmm. the new Superman movie could be good. DC is trying. Um, the Discovery CEO is in charge now, so... Maybe they won't give Zack Snyder the reins of the boat to crash.
0: Hmm. Like, I didn't mind the the first Henry Cavill Superman movie. I thought it was pretty good. I, I think he's. A, I think he'll do fine.
2: Yeah. I um our friend um who mentioned Rick. He really disliked Man of Steel because of the treatment of Zod, and I don't really like that either. I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it as much as him. But Superman is one of those heroes that doesn't cross a line, right?
0: Doesn't do that, I dude. Mean. and Superman too, didn't he like throw one of Zod's henchmen down some like eternal pit? And uh, you know, but they're playing the Happy Superman theme song, so it's fine when, when he totally does. Totally
2: fine. It. it was the '80s, and he was probably a Russian,
0: right? <laughs> a Kryptonian <laughs> Russian. <laughs> you, you guys
1: want to hear my favorite Superman? And you, okay. you're, you're probably not going to believe it. Dean kane Ooh, Ooh. Lois and Clark. I, I love that series. Pick. In I fact, like I actually it's on HBO Max. I actually recently binge-watched that show again. Of course, the visual effects of it were awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> also guys, I also really
2: either. appreciate the Arrowverse, uh, the CWDC shows, and that Superman, even though I don't know his name, was also very good. Mm.
1: Tom Welling actually is the lo- technically the longest-reigning Superman. He did it for more oh. than 10 10 years smallville right
2: yeah that's a great show
0: and smallville
2: birth the birth the hour that's what i'm talking about you guys
0: i don't know if i could watch it now though with like the whole allison mac garbage but yeah she's crazy she uh I, I don't know if you heard this Doug. she was she was like second to the top of a giant cult in albany that's pretty awful there's a show on hbo about it called the vow that show is great oh. it's pretty dark
3: I'll have to watch that, we love we love uh, shows about people doing stupid stuff with cults.
0: Oh yeah, this is uh, this is right up your alley then.
3: Anybody want a next topic?
2: So, Mark, next week marks the release of Avatar: The Way of the Water. So, this is a sequel of the first Avatar film that was released way back in two thousand and nine. James Cameron, the director and writer, he submitted an eighty-page treatment for Avatar back in nineteen ninety-four. But development took a whopping 15 years, guys, because the technology to do the movie the way he envisioned it just didn't exist yet. So adjusted for inflation, Avatar is the second highest grossing movie of all time with a total of $3 billion in ticket sales. So, Mark, for the second biggest movie of all time, why don't more people care about this release?
1: I I have an, an excellent answer to this that you guys aren't going to believe. I've actually never seen the movie Avatar. What? Whoa. It you're right. It is like the highest grossing movie. And I have never ever seen it. Now with the sequel coming out, I probably will try to see it because I think like, it's visually appealing, right? The the it's movie beautiful. itself is just well, visually appealing. And I'm to gonna, it. It. I'm gonna, to I'm just gonna want to see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wanna see an IMAX. It. So I'm gonna I'm more than I guess I I'm guessing I need to see the original in order to see the sequel. yeah You'll be so. completely lost. Yeah.
2: I already uh, a part of the plot and you would be completely lost because it's literally a continuation. Have you ever seen Dances with Wolves?
1: I have seen Dancing with Wolves. That, that one isn't as
0: visually
2: appealing.
1: <laughs> no, it's Avatar,
2: that's it, that you've seen it then. It's Avatar in space. Oh. Right. It's it's
3: it's Dances with Wolves with blue cats. That's
0: so a good comparison. I like that. So
2: Mark to get you close what happens is there's a bunch of space marines on this planet and one of the space marines has lost the use of his legs. And there is this science program that says, "Hey, you know, Space Marine, would you like to live in the body of this really dangerous alien and go into this dangerous alien city and figure out why they won't get off this very valuable mineral
0: called unobtainium? So, right, unobtainium, clever name, really
2: smart name." And so Sam Worthington is the guy. He gets turned into a big CG blue monster, and he goes and falls in love with. Um, well, Zoe don't Delgado. spoil the movie for him. It is Zoe Saldana of a monster. And- I am the
1: actually, King. you know, sur- I am surprisingly actually very aware of the whole plot and, and whatnot, uh, especially considering I haven't seen the movie. But, uh, so he's not actually really, believe it or not, spoiling anything for me. I mean, I'll tell um, you, right. when
2: I watched Avatar, I was amazed. I mean, it was the first movie and to talk about the technology um, that I had mentioned, James Cameron filmed the whole movie in 3D, but he just didn't put 3D specs on the people. The, the- the scenes were dimensional. You would fly mm. over the jungle, and the jungle would have depth and length. Three D, really cool, man. Really, really cool. I mean, I have visually, I have Disney Plus.
1: I I have Disney Plus and a four K TV, so I'm, I'm I'll have a pretty good experience. I think when I when I
2: It'll watch be fine. it. What are you gonna say, Doug?
3: I said visually, it's 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 stunning. I mean, I yes. saw, oh, I, saw, I, I make fun of it. The story yeah. is not very complicated, but I saw it twice. That was one of those. I really, I really enjoyed Avatar. I yeah. tried to get Jamie to watch Avatar, but she wasn't into it. I don't think
0: I've seen it since the theaters. It's I also too long to
2: get a 10-year-old to sit down for. It's like three hours. And a three-hour movie in 2009 was just unheard of. make mm-hmm. them that long.
1: The only reason why I want to see the sequel is because I know visually it's going to
2: be phenomenal. So I don't know who yeah. reinvested in these movies, but Disney has wait for this, three through five planned, so two through five planned in 2022, 2024,
0: 2026,
2: and 2028, respectively. It's too much. Too much Avatar!
0: Sam, That's
2: a lot of Avatar. Did he film it all at once? I guess when you make your character from CG fully, maybe you don't even need to be in the rest of the movies. They'll just not hire him for four.
0: No, it's just a voice contract, man.
2: It's just a voice contract, exactly. By the power of next topic.
1: <laughs> you did do your homework. That's amazing. I love so it. You know,
0: I mean, I'm I've finally started watching the, the Kevin Smith He-Man. Oh, cartoon. it's great. It's good.
3: It's excellent. I think I've got really? like two episodes to go. It's, it's so, really, so good. really good. It's really where, good.
0: Where is that? It's,
1: it's on, on Netflix.
3: Netflix. Oh, I don't have Netflix. Mm. And then there's like post uh stuff. That Kevin Smith did interviewing the uh, voice actors after there's like a whole special. Oh, I gotta check that. Uh, it out. It's really, really good. Out, I, I blew yeah. through it in like a day.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think I watched like the first six episodes all in one binge, and then I fit in two more. I got to finish it out now. But, Mark uh, Hamill
3: as Skeletor is just oh, it's awesome, phenomenal.
0: Yep. <laughs> and Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar is Tila.
3: Yep. What?
0: Yeah, yeah, they got some big names in there this
1: past year's oscars had the slap heard around the world when will smith hit chris rock the incident was a result of rock joking about smith's wife jada pinkett smith's appearance and her shaved head something that i can relate to now while rock has been characterized as the victim smith received large amounts of criticism from most of the public Now, he has recently resurfaced, though, as he has a movie coming out called Emancipation, where he portrays a slave fighting for his and his family's freedom. And it is also getting Oscar buzz while he works to regain his reputation. So, John, was Will Smith treated fairly
2: after slapping Chris Rock? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I really like Will Smith, but it's 2022 and... Men just can't hit other men in front of hundreds of people. You just can't do that anymore. Unless they're getting
3: paid to do it.
2: Right. Unless it's some big stupid. And I'll tell you what, watching the Oscars last year, that's what I thought I was. I'm like, Mm. and then they're mad, right? And they're like screaming at each other. And I'm like, is this real? And I'm Googling and I'm like, I think it's real. I find the cut of it unedited, not the NBC cut. I'm like, oh yeah, they're screaming at each other and they're cursing at each (laughs) other. I think the real messed up part about that situation is while Will Smith can't be doing that, I also think he got manipulated by his wife. I think his wife is a toxic person. I think their relationship is very toxic. A few weeks before that, she went on national television talking about how she had an affair with him with some young person in their life. I think that he thought the joke was funny. You can see that. It was a funny joke. It was- Oh, he laughed initially. Right. And Will Smith is a comedian. Harris Rock is a comedian. He thought it was funny. And the look she must have gave him and the words she must have said for him to react with all that violence. I really think Will Smith is going to have a hard time with being on that same trajectory he was on. Because, right, we all know Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Air and from Independence Day. And all of a sudden he's playing, he wants to play these serious roles. He should, right? He's a grown man. And he was really great in King Richard. That movie was awesome. It told an awesome story. It gave those girls a chance to talk about their story. And now he wants to do another Oscar movie. But in the back of their head, like when that happened, I didn't think anybody would bet on him for an Oscar actor anymore because you all of a sudden aren't the same guy, right? You're that guy from 1995 talking about how parents don't understand. What do you guys think?
1: No, I didn't didn't actually read to when... The movie was was actually filmed it could have been filmed prior to the oscars because they usually film well in advance of of the release of the movie how long does post post production
0: what's that how long does it take to put a movie through uh for (laughs) anywhere from like six months to two years
1: so it was officially
3: filmed in 2020
0: there you go oh COVID too so it
1: was so it was actually filmed prior to the oscars
2: Mm. i mean that makes sense and I'm sure that their publicists decided they all should go as a family. They all went as a family. Uh, they all should look like they like each other. They all took pictures together. When you tank your breadwinner husband's career because you got your feelings hurt and then you realize that you're not making millions of dollars hand over a fist again, you're like, huh, maybe I should rethink that. So playing devil's advocate, let's say... In, in some respects,
1: it was an insensitive joke. In a lot of situations, when someone tells an insensitive joke, especially if it's racist, if it's sexist, then the person that told the joke is the one that's supposed to get the backlash. But this is, was the complete opposite of that. Would Chris Rock have gotten all of this flack had Will Smith not slapped him across the
2: face, you think? I don't think so. Everybody knows what Chris Rock was there to do. He was there to tell insensitive jokes because that's what he does. I don't even think it as it it was that insensitive. It was, it's it's not really
1: making fun, but it's 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 somewhat topical because you know Demi Moore
2: shaved her head for GI Jane and and whatnot. So I was, mean, that's what he said after he got hit. He's like, "It's a GI Jane joke, dude. Come on." You have to be able to laugh
1: at yourself. I love laughing at myself as a bald man. I mean, dur- during uh, when I was in Buffalo during the bachelor party, I got a I got kissed by a woman for being a bald man. So, hey, huh. I'm not going to knock it.
0: That's a perk. Do you guys remember that? I don't remember that. Then again, I I mean, that was probably like bar number five. We Who met
1: up with that? the bachelorette party
0: oh, that and was bar
1: number they five. had like a scavenger hunt of which one of the things was to kiss a bald man.
0: I just remember them having like penis straws and stuff like that, too.
2: They're also older. It was fun. <laughs> nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with that, but you guys, we are talking <laughs> about Pete, Pete's Bachelor Party, but for the listeners, chagrin, we can't talk about it anymore.: No, we're done. Uh, well, that, that, that's, you're not going to keep this in the, that's, that's fine. All of us, us got my.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's me.
1: Next topic. Wait, was that supposed to be mario
0: do oh, that that's again. the chris pratt you
1: can do that mario yeah. oh, oh, chris oh pratt then dead on. On. that was perfect then. why it is chris
0: Pratt mario someone redid the trailer of the super mario movie with the actual video yes. game mario guy and it's <gasps> awesome it's
2: great it's instantly it's great. a better movie like i would watch that <laughs> you know what happened with that movie um illumination submitted a trailer to nintendo and they said this is fucking terrible <laughs> we're making a production company and we're coming on board and that's why it's a nintendo illumination production
3: hmm. i mean and it
1: looks like
2: no no
1: it is the same thing with sonic right they hated the oh, original yeah. sonic and then he's holy oh
3: it. the audience everyone in the oh. internet hated the original sonic Sonic
2: like? movies
3: don't suck i that's worked all. on well the original trailer when he had those awful like weird teeth and the face was like too human yeah. did you that know the guy creepy. who did that Did he get fired I-
0: I worked on that movie back in like 2018, I think, and we had a because I had to redo Sonic. <laughs> yeah, it came out like you three worked three on the later. teeth Sonic.
2: You shouldn't, you shouldn't say that. It's like, I, had shouldn't, shouldn't I had nothing to do like with the CG boy? Sonic. I was thinking. <laughs> that was Sorry, not John's
0: fault.
2: We won't let that him start his so next good. topic. <laughs> All right, what was I going to say? All right, cool. Let's go. So, guys, Netflix, as we all know, has been around for a long time. It was founded in 1997 as a mail-order DVD rental site. Netflix introduced streaming media and video in 2007, and as of September 2022, Netflix had 222 million subscribers worldwide, including 73.3 million in the United States and Canada. And as it continues to grow and begin to release AAA movies, Netflix prices continue to increase with no end in sight. So... Mark and probably Doug and P because Mark apparently doesn't pay for Netflix anymore. Like a weirdo Um, will Netflix price increases ever stop? And um, what will Netflix continue to do to make it worthwhile to their users? So Netflix,
1: for whatever reason, they, they continue, yes, they continue to raise their prices and they're also very upset that people are sharing passwords. And because they feel like, you know, those extra subscriptions are getting extra revenue and and so on, and so forth. And, they, and, they, and they're right. But they, in all seriousness, they probably should have built that into their model. Like I've I've had Hulu for years and Hulu, I believe, has never raised their price. I could be wrong about that. They may maybe have done it once. Way but, less than uh, Netflix, though. Way, way less than Netflix, and it, it's so weird. Now, this makes me think that, you know, being in the digital age, they're just maybe they're just not selling as much data as all the other ones, because <laughs> that's where all the real money comes from. Let's be honest. there be Everyone's just selling everyone
2: else's data now. I think COVID is made for an interesting switch for Netflix's business model because COVID proved that nobody needed to go to the movie theaters anymore. And if nobody needs to go to the movie theaters, then there's big wide open AAA movie market that Netflix can just put it, put its boots into. And I think they realized if they're gonna release AAA movies and people are gonna watch them, which they did and they are, AAA movies are expensive and they need to raise prices. So I, cause I'm not a Neanderthal pay for 4K Netflix. I think I'm assuming Pete does. So 4K premium mm. Netflix is $20 a month. $20 a month feels high. And it's really high. For a while, I've thought to myself, what am I going to not have Netflix? And that, that is still keeping me with Netflix. Uh, my daughter watches Netflix all the time. I watch Netflix all the time. I need to know what happens in Stranger Things. Wednesday's amazing. There's a lot of really, really good properties. The Anola Holmes movies are awesome. So, so, so compelling. If Netflix owns the market, Who makes them stop? Does anybody make them stop? But for the longest
1: time, Netflix did not have ads and all the other streaming platforms went with that beforehand. So that's another way to get revenue. I mean, Netflix should really think of ways. It's kind of funny to me that they were forward thinking in this whole streaming service. But they're, they don't seem to be they, – they seem to be stuck on just that. It's like, oh, well, we were the first to think of it, and that's our primary source of revenue. But they they, they should think of ways to to get more uh, Well, have you guys noticed that
2: ways? Netflix is innovating? So if you look at Netflix on a tablet and you have premium, they come with digital games. You can play games on your Netflix app. Also, there are now interactive – story apps or story shows choose your own adventure shows Uh, black mirror has a choose your own adventure show which is very very good and um i just stumbled across they have two trivia games now and actually a brand new trivia game which is really challenging and super fun
1: but i'll be i'll be honest so we mentioned this before netflix continues to raise their price that's actually one of the reasons why i don't have a netflix netflix subscription because years down the road if at the rate they're going is netflix going to cost like 50 dollars a month no like i'm not paying that so and then what am i really missing out on i stranger I, there's stranger, stranger things <laughs> yeah. but in all in all seriousness like i'm 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 gonna live my life the way that i i live my life i so what if i haven't seen stranger things so what if mm. i haven't seen wednesday uh, I did end up seeing Tiger King, but that was under a a, a, a free trial or something like that for the like the 20, the twentieth email right. I gave them. Uh, and am, what, what am I really missing out on? So I like I can there's to, to there's there's lots of other things now that I can watch. I mean I, I I pay for Disney Plus. I pay for Hulu. I have the whole Disney bundle and the whole Disney bundle. By the way, it's the commercial free as well. Hmm. is just as much as a netflix subscription so yeah. why would i spend money on a netflix did you guys netflix hear that
2: now that bob Iger is back in charge of disney he does not like the way disney plus is being run and really he doesn't doesn't like it because
3: it is not terribly profitable
2: no no oh, great
3: well, they so, just, they're, they're now raising the price.
2: Right. And then, and so now they're raising the price. Yeah. Is back. Was that? And I mean, oh that no, was no, bound to happen. Is, was that I think right. a lot right. of the the new services models, the Disney Pluses and the Apple TVs, they're starting really cheap and they're putting out really good content and they're getting you sort of invested and then they're raising the price. Oh, yeah. And I think that's on purpose. I mean, it's, it's,
1: not, it's not fair for Disney. Of course, Disney Plus isn't very profitable. I mean, they ended up releasing Marvel content and movies at the same time as, or they didn't put it out in the theaters, you know, because of that whole pandemic thing.
0: If only there was one subscription service that I had every channel. Oh, wait, that was, that already it happened. Was that was cable.
2: <laughs> and you could like <laughs> switch the channels when you didn't right. want to watch something. Yeah, right.
3: Wow. Wouldn't it be cool to pause live TV? Right.
2: <laughs> you should hey, cable, that. cable right. is just as expensive though. It's if you so, actually it's seriously so think about it. So well, so that's what style, have cable, that's it's so out of that it's back
0: end. in style.
2: So you pay for like penguins in 4K on channel 1002, and mm-hmm. you're you're paying for a lot of channels that you don't need. I mean, I'm still mm-hmm. paying a ton for cable, even though my ne- my internet is amazing. So,
0: got to do the Spectrum Pick Ten. Not not, a, not 10, an official sponsor. and it's- YouTube TV. That's true. Yeah,
1: it's still I love money. my
0: YouTube TV.
3: We had YouTube TV for a while, and it was good, but we just weren't watching it. Mm-hmm. We haven't had um, a TV service. For like five years
2: now. I think I think I'm close to dropping um Spectrum. I don't
3: miss it. The only thing I do miss, and I almost got Discovery Plus for it, is uh how it's made. Mm. I love that show.
2: Well, don't worry, Discovery That's D- a good Discovery one. is changing the way HBO and Warner Brothers do shows. They're all gonna be non scripted because he says that the shows are stupid. Oh, I know.
0: Their service is gonna just be called Max. It's got yep. Warner it's Brothers very stupid. Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery and HBO stuff all in one.
3: If you only knew the power of the next topic.
0: So we, we hit on this a little earlier. Movie
1: theater attendance is in the decline in general. According to the numbers.com, the number of tickets sold in 2019, and for obvious reasons not including 2020 to 2022, was down 22% from its peak in 2002. Interestingly enough, ticket revenue is conversely up 22% since 2002, with average ticket price up 58% in that same time period. Now, we hear stories of movie theaters threatening to permanently close or go bankrupt all the time, including Regal Cinema's parent company, Cineworld, as recent as this past September. So, John, what can movie theaters do better to
2: attract us to the theaters? I've said for a while now that I don't understand why Regal hasn't taken all their movie licensing and switched to a streaming option. If you did something like Movies Unlimited, which I had for a little while, which is still a really good deal. You took something like that and you maybe made a tier where people could log in and watch it at home. You already own the movies. Everybody already has internet that's good enough. I have heard this from many of my friends, peeping one of them, honestly. People have nicer TVs at home. People have nicer sound systems at home. They have better snacks at home. People don't really want to go to the movies anymore. Now, I'm different than that. I still really am in love with the experience. I'm in love with taking my daughter. I really like movies in a way where people who like movies say, I like going. Do I think that it's worth $50 for two people? No, it's not. It's not anymore. I think movies need to have... There's like a lot of modern dinner and, uh, you know, dinner in a movie cinemas that are, exist now. There's a number in Boston that I almost went to. I like the ones with the big recliners and I, we don't have those. Making the experience more multi-sensory, right? Better food, better drinks, more food, more drinks, better sound, 3D. Mm. I mean, giving you something that the average Joe just can't get at home.
1: Can I tell you? So I, I have an I, I had an idea that they now they should keep the big theaters because you there's really certain certain movies you need to have that big theater experience, but I think they need to for the smaller, they should get rid of the smaller theaters, and I actually think that they should offer like a private room experience for movies. And you, same exact thing, be mm. able to show their whole library of movies that they have available. But I think more and more people want to have a more private setting for certain things. And like you said, is it 50, worth $50 to go to see this movie in the in a theater? No. Would it be $50 maybe to see it in your own private room and to have some private service and whatnot?
2: Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Movie we have a room service. Pool. Bottle service, yes. (laughs) Albany has a really cool theater called The Spectrum. It's right by my house and it got bought and renovated. They have a nice bar, they have good food and they have a private cinema in the back that people can rent for parties. And I almost rented one for my wife for her birthday, but we didn't. I mean, bringing- a bunch of your friends to a movie where you don't necessarily have to be quiet you still get a big screen experience and you get to drink i mean that sounds really fun
3: the reason why they don't do a streaming service movie theaters is because their their profits come from the concessions they don't make money on the movie so getting you in the theater selling you the popcorn and the you know pop and juju fruits whatever that's where they make their money I feel well, that's they, I even
1: like, more reason to offer that private experience, though, because oh, exactly sure. they can definitely make all the money on the concessions or the food, whatever that they or use. booze. You guys, or booze. the yeah.
3: markup on alcohol is. Ridiculous. There was a theater in uh, Virginia that where we used to live. There was an adult twenty-one plus section where they were served alcohol. They were very selective of who could go up there. You had to be dressed a certain way. Uh, if you talked at all, they kicked you out. Um, it was a great experience. Um, now compared to here, we go to the Regal at the Galleria, and the couple brings their six-month-old baby to the radar movie. It's great. It's a great experience. Mm-hmm. Great exactly experience. what you so want. Good. So nice. Great experience. So right. I yeah. love
0: those kind of classy, like beer served theaters with the recliners. We we have one um, near where I work in Pittsfield, Mass.
2: Oh,
0: Mass that Stewart. theater is
2: awesome. It's, right. Isn't it cool? Yes.
0: We so we've gone there. Um, so I I work at a VFX company, and sometimes when a movie would come out that we worked on, my boss would rent the theater uh, out for the day and we'll go and watch it. It's super cool, like you can get beer, you know, recline in the chairs, and it's just like my company, they're watching this movie in this posh theater. See, that to me is that's a cool experience, but even the regals and stuff need to do something different.
3: Well, the one thing the pandemic taught me. Is I love watching movies at home.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's what everybody yeah. learned. Oh, me too. Everybody learned that watching movies at home was pretty much the same.
0: I finally got a new TV and now it's like, oh, this is HDR? Okay. Yeah. I don't need to go anywhere else.
3: And if I want a movie theater experience, I go to my brother's house. He's got a 10 foot.
0: Oh, yeah. He's got a projector, in his basement right?
3: with the yeah. reclining seats and everything and yeah. a bar.
0: He does that's true that Tim bar is amazing it is really and he
3: makes
2: popcorn nice. that's awesome there you go colin makes popcorn too colin and he's got the candy there big kill you speakers on a like 99 inch television oh yeah
0: Doug, you gotta see this our, our buddy colin's uh 7.1.4 dolby atmos ridiculous speaker setup that's like <laughs> like shakes he, his house
2: he put reactive um speakers underneath that he has a he has a big recliner with two chairs and he put speakers underneath his chairs so when it gets nice. really busy you the can like shake you can feel the recoil of the guns it's awesome
3: oh
0: nice it's a little much
2: but
3: <laughs> <laughs> well he likes to listen loud goza the gozarian good evening as a duly designated representative of the city county state of new york I order you to cease any and all super, supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or the nearest convenient next topic. So guys,
2: 2023 is right on the horizon. Once again, it's a year filled with movies that we are all excited about. Uh, from Ant-Man 3 to Transformers Rise of the Beasts and from Little Mermaid and the Super Mario Brothers movie to Scream 6 and John Wick 4. So there's something in almost every genre that someone we can be excited about. Mark and Doug, what's the 2023 movie that um, you're the most excited about? seen and which trailer did you like the best
1: I don't know if I've seen all the trailers but I'm definitely looking forward to John Wick 4 I don't know there's just something about Keanu Reeves being a badass I think and the the John Wick movies have just been amazing I think and you know it's the whole premise behind it is you know because you know they killed his dog I I don't know so I'm just I'm really looking forward to the John Wick movie I don't know
3: what about you I really like John Wick a lot Uh, I'm looking forward to Cocaine Bear bear. I
2: love it. That looks really good, though. Yes, it looks really good. I'm looking um, forward to the D&D movie. The D&D movie looks yeah. awesome. Go yeah. go, in, go
1: into a little bit why you're looking at cocaine bear.
3: Gonna... So, <laughs> actual, no reality, actual uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse I'm really looking forward to. Um, that was the first comic book movie I showed my daughter. Um, and She loved it. Mm. So those this is a so great. sequel into it. So I'm really looking forward to that one, mostly because I can share it with her. And so those are the um, Sony animated Spider-Verse.
2: and mm, yeah, Miles one, Morales. Right, the first one being about Miles Morales and his adventures through the Spider-Verse and multiple Spider-Mans. I really think that movie did so well, was the, doing so well, was the reason that No Way Home was even made.
3: Yeah, we watched that on Netflix, Mark.
2: <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> do you see do you see those uh, that movie, Mark? Uh, uh, Across Spider Verse? Uh, no, I have not. You should see it. It's awesome.
1: I mean, that's that's not on the Netflix. It's on all other stations too. Spider so Pig. I, I could watch.
2: You get to sing the Spider Pig song, and Spider Pig is a man. Spider Pig. Spider Noir.
1: I'm a big Spider Man fan too, so I don't. I, I honestly don't know why I I never saw uh, mm, um right. that that movie. Maybe because it was animated, I didn't want to see it. I don't know. It's like
2: not it's really good. Kitty. I've heard all. good things. I've heard good things. It is. Really well done. The characters are well developed. The comedy is really funny. Miles Morales is
3: great. And that. What about movie you? Movie coming out. They're doing all different animation styles combined too, which is really cool. So each each Spider Verse is another animation style.
0: Hey Pete, what are you looking forward to? I honestly don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not superly excited for any movies. I was looking forward to Top Gun Maverick uh, back in the summer. That was a good movie that came in mind. Is went. this
2: like the computer guy who works on computers all day and then can't talk about computers when he gets home? Is that right. what you're feeling?
3: Peter, yeah. you should be excited for whatever movie you're working on.
2: Actually, oh, the, yeah, there you go. Okay, that's a good point. So
0: there's a movie, uh, The Pale Blue Eye, that's coming out. Um, I'm surprised you actually mentioned it. It's, huge, it's
1: like, I'm excited for this movie that I'm working on that I can't mention right now.
0: Well, we're, we're done with it now. So. No, um see. But I thought Chris... you guys
2: would flip over the Rise of the Beasts uh, trailer. That trailer is awesome. Are you 2023 seems so far movies? away,
1: even though it's less than a month away right now.
0: To go back to John Wick, too. I confess I have not seen any of them, but I want to because I see Oh, seem Watch
2: John Wick, man. Keanu Reeves punches people. It's awesome. just started
0: at the beginning. Like I've seen scenes from it. I haven't seen the, whole, start the beginning. like any of the. It's not like you need to plot,
2: but it's fun. Kung fu movie that mm. just came out a couple of months ago is Bullet Train with uh, Brad Pitt. Yes. Mm. oh shit that movie was
1: awesome i just saw bullet train that movie was so funny and so entertaining
2: oh good so good i i mean i don't know i didn't look it up but i bet that movie has Quentin tarantino as a part of it because it was just oozing tarantino
3: oozing
1: tarantino but i was looking through the uh the credits though and he's not specifically mentioned so he just must be an influence
3: that's crazy cool do
1: you guys see that
3: Talking to it just came out on Netflix. So I'm gonna watch it. You gotta watch it. No, it's funny. Yet.
2: Brad Pitt's great. The action's great. And it just feels like Kill Bill, right? It just it, yes. It, it's yes, he's definitely inspired by a cobra. Kill Bill on a bullet train. Yeah, Kill Bill
1: on a bullet
0: train. That does sound pretty cool.
1: It was it was seriously so funny and so entertaining. And <laughs> Brad Pitt, like was being all Brad Pitt and whatever, but uh all the other characters I thought were amazing and
2: Mel and I watched was... this. movie. mel
1: really enjoyed it. It was so entertaining nice. right like it was gory but it was funny
3: and entertaining
0: i'll have to check that one out
3: where is that next topic i can smell it i just can't see it
0: <laughs> that's a deep cut right there doug i just i just watched a uh, a youtube video that was like 10 things you probably didn't know about the making of x-men mm-hmm. cartoon the x-men cartoon it was nice. awesome
3: nice
0: yeah that's good one of stuff. my favorite
1: cartoons. Is the it was X-Men so good. It was
3: movies. just incredible.
0: I loved that cartoon, and even <laughs> <laughs> like the the really bad episodes where they started comping in like real fire, we were just making
2: fun of it the whole time. <laughs> Mark, did you catch the eight, the '90s cartoon X Men music when um, Professor X came out in the Yellow Wheel? Yes. Day? Oh yeah, they, yeah, they did. did. Yes. I love that. I was like
0: jumping up and down. We were at the drive-in. Uh, Steph and I to see that movie, and when they played that song, I was like, "Oh my god!" And, and was it was like, a yellow the yellow wheelchair, which is
2: only in that show, in that uh, that cartoon. That's all you can sing, or we have to pay for it. That's it. Few seconds, man.
0: That's all anyone dis- needs. Dis- to know. Disney's expensive. Yeah.
1: So we grew up with movies like *Lethal Weapon* with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, *Twins* with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, *Fight Club* with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Thelma and Louise with Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon and the Shawshank Redemption with Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. More recently, actors and actresses tend to tag team on multiple projects together, such as Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, and Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper.
2: So, John, who is your favorite movie actor duo? so i have really enjoyed the rock with smaller funny guys so like red notice just came out the rock and ryan reynolds that movie hilarious totally funny um hobbs and shaw totally great i think dichotomy especially with someone as serious looking as the rock is excellent really excellent um Cause I think he plays well off people who are funnier than him. Cause he is so serious and it makes his deadpan kind of work. Hobbs and Shaw was pretty funny. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're making a sequel or a sequel. They in should the make works. another red notice too. Red notice was great. And I'll watch anything Ryan Reynolds does. Yeah.
1: You, you're absolutely right about that. The rock definitely plays well as the straight man against that funny guy. I mean, I think that's why he's done like 20,000 movies with Kevin Hart. 20,000 movies with Kevin Hart. I mean, he, he can probably fit Kevin Hart in, in like a, a carry-on bag, so he can just take him anywhere, so I don't know. Oh, you would do that. <laughs> Pete, Doug, what about you?
3: Ooh. I have two. So the ever-classic Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy teaming up for three Shrek movies. That's a good one. And uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. Chris Farley ah, and David Spade.
1: Ooh, Black cool. Sheep, Tommy Boy. They probably would
2: have done more. You know what I really yeah. like? I really like Will Ferrell and John Riley. Yeah, yeah. Step brothers yeah that probably probably brothers is one of the greatest is...
3: comedies of our generation. Body.
2: So
0: funny.
3: if you haven't watched that movie recently, watch it again. It it like it holds up so really? well. The jokes in it are just they're so subtle sometimes, and you're like, I still I tell that? Talladega Nights jokes. I mean,
2: all the time, <laughs> all the time. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Little Amazing. six pounds, seven ounce beam. What about what about Holmes
1: and Watson though? Did anyone actually see Holmes and Watson? No. So Adam McKay wasn't involved with Holmes and Watson, right? <laughs> hey,
0: okay. what about um what about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? What about one. Ben Affleck
1: and That's, Matt Damon? Like
0: yeah, true. Do- Dogma is a uh, sleeper hit for me. I love that movie.
1: All right. First of all, they weren't the main duo in Dogma.
3: Yeah, but they were pretty Pete say goodwill hunting.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: fine, Goodwill yeah, hunting. Sure. Where did that take place?
0: Take the obvious one.
1: And Ben Affleck was barely
2: in goodwill hunting. Barely. He was good in goodwill hunting, though. He was the the tough Southie friend. <laughs> you should feel that movie, aren't you? In Southie. Oh, I no,
1: I'm not in Southie, but you know, that is kind of like hometown movie, if you want to call it. And I've been at the uh the L Street Tavern, you know, just because i I'm in the area
2: and I can. That's cool. That's really cool, right?
0: Actually, this isn't a movie technically, but a really, really good comedy duo that I am like loving, and I can't believe they're still so good as Steve Martin and Martin Short for Only uh, Murders, only murders in great. the Building. Only Murders in the Building. Fantastic,
1: and their uh, their live show is is phenomenal too. I, is I, I I've seen it a couple times. They're I mean, yeah, they're, they're they're two comedy legends
0: for sure.
2: Call Back to the ladies, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. It's a good one. That's a good one too. I was just like going down a list. I'm like, I don't remember any because my brain is dead.
0: It's all right. No, no, it's good.
2: The ones that have been in multiple movies together, the one that
1: I thought of immediately was The Rock and Kevin Hart. Mm. And then I had to like Google the rest. I was like, oh, that's right. George Clooney and Julie Roberts have been in a lot of movies together. Mm. Drew Barrymore and Sandler have been in a lot of movies together. And a- i the Red other.
2: Notice. Red Notice is worth watching. That movie's great. I actually have seen that one. That was a good movie. Next topic. So guys, the first trailer, we're talking about trailers a lot tonight. The first trailer for Indiana Jones 5 dropped this past week. And while I was personally really hoping that Harrison Ford would kind of move into the Sean Connery dad role and we get a new generation, it looks like the whole movie has the 80-year-old star de-aged and as the main character. 80-year-old Harrison Ford and 90-year-old John Williams have announced that this might be their last Indiana Jones movie. And even though, they are throwing CG at me. I think I'm still kind of excited. Are you guys? Do we like these movies just from the score and the hat and the whip and just the general nostalgia of it all? As long as it's better than the last one that they did. Yeah, oh, that movie was such a garbage.
0: So I, I, I can honestly say I haven't seen
1: the other Indiana Jones movies, the more recent ones. I've only seen the original trilogy. However, I have seen the trailer for the most recent Indiana Jones, and, and I, the I have is
2: really exciting.
1: I have to admit this looks really exciting really? and the entire time I am thinking, is like, Oh my God, Indiana Jones is 80 years
0: old. And he's, Oh, he's still Indiana Jones. He's still Harrison freaking Ford, man. He's still Harrison freaking Ford. And um, John to your, uh, to your intro there. Um, he's not de-aged the entire movie. I guess it's like a section of the beginning that he is, but then it fast forwards in time to like the late 1960s. So he can actually play
2: his regular age.
1: Oh, so we're almost a current time.
2: So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I need is not to be thinking in my head the whole time that every time he does something acrobatic or athletic, it's definitely a stunt double because it has to be. And so we're, even in the trailer, we're getting scenes where we're pulling away and he's running on a train or we're pulling away and he's fighting somebody. I think that at 80, being the fifth movie, after such a big break, he didn't need to be the main character anymore. He didn't even need to think he was the main character, but like a movie where Harrison Ford is Sean Connery from Last Crusade, I think would be a very good movie. But it's called Indiana
1: Jones. Mm -hmm. He's Indiana Jones.
2: And then you know what you do because it's 2022. His daughter is the adventurer because everybody likes uh, Mm -hmm. a swashbuckling movie with a lady. That's amazing. That is probably how they should have progressed if worked. they want to build
1: on the indiana jones franchise you're right they should have had a new main character you're absolutely right about that well, they tried Don't call that it indiana jones
2: the, they tried Maybe that waller briggs is movie. in this movie and she is a very very good actress but i do not think she is the main character i think she's a villain spoiler alert
3: spoilers
2: mm. spoiler on a movie that hasn't come out yet
3: <laughs> <laughs> whenever i see a new movie with an aging actor i immediately think of the simpsons episode where they show the next trailer for the next Star Trek movie. And it's just Star Trek. So very tired. (laughs) (laughs) So I see that trailer. I'm like, again, with the Nazis. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's Nazis in this too, in 1960. (laughs) Which actually kind of plays into current pop culture.
0: I mean, yeah, now you could have one this year. And well,
2: there you go. There's also you guys too um, soon talk about, watch about <laughs> and the adventure movies or adventure shows. They are redoing National Treasure on Disney Plus, so there's a new National Treasure series. Hmm. And I still really liked Uncharted with good old Tom Holland with his Boston accent. Was that good? It was really good. good. I also really great. liked Tom Holland. I mean, going going back to Indiana Jones, I will say
1: every time I hear that theme song, I mean, come on, oh, yeah. you just you get excited when you hear that theme song. I don't I don't care really what's going on around me. I I could be You know, at the DMV, and I still get excited (laughs) for to hear the the Indiana Jones theme song. And that's the
2: thing. What are we excited about? Because I know I don't like movies with aging actors, adventure movies. It's the
1: nostalgia effect. It really is. So that has been our 10 topics for this episode. As a reminder, please follow or like us on the socials. That would be if these balls pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a Facebook page. Do I need to repeat that? (laughs) I thought that was fine. (laughs) I felt like I was like talking really slowly. Like like, if these balls. I mean, you were enunciating. I think it's fine. I I didn't have a problem with it at all. Also, our website is iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com where you can find out more about us and our story. We would like to thank our guest, Doug. Doug, thank you for
3: joining us today. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug.
1: As a reminder, we are doing our holiday contest and the secret word is chestnut. Again, the secret word is chestnut. So DM us on any of the socials and you will be eligible to win a $50 Amazon gift card. Thank you to everyone for listening. This is Mark Pesci. And for my partner, John Campania and producer Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk.
0: If these balls
2: talk they would walk along the bases and into the fields if these balls could talk with Mark and John